I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm Cheyenne and today I'm sitting down with coach Samantha Thomas or she likes to go by Sam from UIW in San Antonio, Texas. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Cheyenne, thanks for having me on today. We're so excited to talk to you and kind of just learn more about your experience as a coach, how you got into volleyball and all of that. Um, you just completed your second season, so can you tell us a little bit about the highs and the lows of your season and your experience? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a rough season for us this year. Um, I took over the program just under two years ago, and it's been one of those things where they've transitioned from Division Two to Division One, um, and so now competing at a, you know, a little bit of a higher mm-hmm. level and making sure that we're focusing on recruiting and getting the right kind of kids here that want to definitely um, be a part of changing a culture, changing a program, um, you know, so it's been fun. Like it, there's been a bunch of highs and lows, but obviously there's been a lot more highs and there have been lows here. And I'm super excited to be back here at, um, in San Antonio because I was actually born and raised here in San Antonio. Oh, really? Um, and then, yeah. And then I left um, in 2006. I left San Antonio, went off to play in college and then got into coaching right away. So when this opportunity opened up, it was kind of too perfect to pass up, you know, to become yeah. a head coach for the first time in my career and then be back home where there's family and there's some roots and, um, you know, familiar faces and stuff. So um, this past season was uh, was a tough year for us being year two and talking to a lot of mentors and people that I love and respect into the game. They all said that year one is kind of going in and kind of feeling the waters. You know, you're kind of getting a feel mm-hmm. for the university, how you can recruit to the program basically you're just learning. You're just kind of going in every single day and learning something new, which is awesome. And then year two is the toughest year. And I didn't believe a lot of coaches and mentors that I talked to when they said that, um, because I didn't understand why would year two be harder than year one. And they were absolutely right because now you're starting to kind of change the culture. You're starting to change the program in different areas and you know, you need time. And so, but it's been great. I've absolutely loved being back in San Antonio and being around friends and family that are here and just growing the sport and growing the game here at the university um, has been really, really exciting. Well, that's awesome. I think that's just a really cool insight that you have. Like, hey, it's only going to get better. Like we kind of got over that hump of the hard year and you can only go up from here, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's how you got to look at it when you're changing anything, the dynamics or the cultures of any program. It's, it's definitely harder at first, but you know, when it's humbling, that's the biggest word that I can describe to anyone Mm, who's going to be going on a journey like this um, is that it's a very humbling experience, but your support system is the most important thing to get you through something when you're making changes. Cause nobody likes change, whether it's for the good or bad. No one's, right. no one's very com- like comfortable with change. So, but my support system with my husband, my immediate family, you know, friends, all of that, my mentors, they have been huge for me on those tough days um, that you are going to encounter, you know, when you are going through something like this. Yeah, no, I love that. I totally agree with you where you really need a good support system in every aspect of life, whatever you're doing, whether it's coaching, a new job or really anything. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. See here that you kind of were kind of a volleyball all-star player, even in college when you were just a player. You right. were on the national team for a little bit. You played in Croatia. You played at LSU, I mean. Can you kind yeah. of tell us about that? 
Yeah. So I grew up in a sports family. Like, I mean, my parents were athletes and um, I have two older siblings. I have an older sister um, who was a swimmer and a basketball player. And I have an older brother who was a baseball and football player. And he ended up actually playing in college. And so having him be four years ahead of me kind of helped me kind of see what growing up with having club practices or tournaments on the weekend. Um, you know, I kind of was just always around sports, like some kind of sport was going on. My family was there on the weekends or throughout the week, shuffling back and forth between practices. So I already grew up kind of with that mindset of time management and understanding, okay, you got to get home and do your homework before you can get in the car and go to practice. And so that really kind of helped mold me, um, you know, as a child growing up and then volleyball, I just fell in love with in the third grade. I kind of started playing a little bit for the local YMCA team, then the CYOs, you know, just locals, you know, leagues around here in the in the city of San Antonio. And I just fell in love with the sport. And then I got playing, um, got into playing club volleyball when I was 11 years old. And once again, like my support system, my coach that started me out with volleyball was fantastic. And she's still a part of my life today. And for her to impact me so much with the game at such a young age, it just made me fall in love with it. And then I just figured out that I was actually kind of good at it. And I just, it, but I really enjoyed playing. So I just kept playing club volleyball, which is year round. And my parents were very supportive of it. And once I got into high school, I realized that this is what I want to do. I want to be like my brother and go off to college and play college, you know, uh, sports. And so I realized that volleyball was my passion and ended up getting a scholarship to play um, at the University of Louisville, my first two years. And then after my sophomore year, I ended up transferring to LSU. And that's where I finished my career and had a great time. I mean, I loved every experience at both universities that I was at. And the friends and the relationships that I've created are lifelong. And, you know, the lessons that you learned um, from playing college sports is, you know, you can't find that anywhere else, you know, and it really prepares you for the real world. So playing was just, it came natural and I enjoyed it and I loved practicing and I loved competing. So it was definitely something that, you know, was a part of me from a very young age. And um, I just kept training and kept getting better because I didn't want to get beat out. I didn't want to regret anything and hold myself back, you know, with anything. So yeah, it just was a part of me from the very, very beginning. And I, and I, and then right after I got done playing and I realized it was time to kind of hang up the jersey. I fell in love with coaching and I've been coaching ever since I graduated uh, college. I love that. Can you kind of talk about your transition from being a player to a coach? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's one of the loneliest experiences. I mean, I tell my kids, my student athletes that all the time, it's, it's definitely something cause you're, you know, more than half your life, you know, you, you get to college, you're 18, you know, 17, 18 years old, and then you graduate when you're around 21, 22. And then all of a sudden you're in the, in the real world and no one's telling you when to wake up, when to go work out, when to be at practice, when to, you know, go to class or anything like you're, you're on your own. And so it's one of the most humbling, once again, experiences and very lonely experiences, um, you know, going from a player to a coach. But I knew for where I was in my career and what I was looking to do um, after injuries and stuff, but I realized that um, coaching is, you know, something that I'm, I might actually be really good at. I might actually have a passion for, because I think that's key in anything that you do. You want to have a passion for it and you want to love what you do. And I realized that my senior year of college, um, that my coaching staff at LSU, they told me, they were like, you should really look into coaching. I really think, you know, you would enjoy it. And of course I thought they were crazy. I didn't believe them. And I was like, no, I'm just going to play volleyball forever. And then it's just <laughs> going to all fall into place. And yeah. of course that's not reality. And, and so I did, I went to the final four, um, my senior year with my coaching staff 
And when I, it's a big convention and I went to it and I networked and I just met a bunch of coaches that I actually knew just from the volleyball world, you know, before when they were recruiting mm-hmm. me or when I talked to them before. Um, and I realized that there's a lot of opportunities out there in the coaching world um, at the collegiate level for young females and that everyone's looking for someone who's played at the high, you know, at a high level and they want your experience and your, your voice in their gym. So I got a job right out of college um, at Appalachian State University, which is in Boone, North Carolina. And the head coach there was Matt Jennifer and he fantastic mentor of mine. I love, you know, still reaching out to him to this day. And I coached with him for about a year. And then I transitioned from there to University of Cincinnati and was there for a short stint. And then I spent seven years at the University of North Florida in Jacksonville, Florida, where I ended up actually coaching indoor and beach volleyball because beach volleyball is one of the you know, fastest growing collegiate sports out there right now. And I ended up coaching both programs. And that was awesome. That was a really cool, tough experience. But then by that time around, when I hit around 29, 30 years old, I told myself that I wanted to be a head coach. And this opportunity here at UIW just opened up perfectly. And I knew by then I wanted to be a head coach. And so I jumped on it and got the job here. And, you know, as it was a lonely transition, you know, when you leave college and you become an adult, as they say, in the real world, I cannot emphasize enough that you asking for help and reaching out to people who are, who've been in the business longer than you or have been doing this, reaching out to getting their advice and their, you know, kind of their leadership is super helpful. And because as a young assistant, you're just like, oh, I I can kind of just learn as I go and make sure I do my job, keep my head down and be at practices and do what I have to do in the office. But excuse me, when you become a head coach, you know, everything falls on you. So Mm -hmm. I think the biggest transition for me that was the toughest was not going from a player to an assistant coach, but going from an assistant coach to a head coach. I think that was one of the one, one of the times in my life that I was like, this is a huge transition um, that I'm kind of going in a little bit, you know, with the unknown, a little scared, you know, because you just don't, everything falls on you. It's all, it's your responsibility. It's your name. It's your program. And everything that happens, whether it's good or bad is on you. And which is a challenge that I was super excited to take. And I still am enjoying it to this day. So, but yeah, it was a really, it was a cool transition. It was scary at first, but I think the harder one was going from, an actual assistant coach to a head coach. Yeah, I think that's a really cool insight. I would never have thought like that that transition from being an assistant head coach, but that definitely makes sense. And I just love hearing how you got to where you are, you know? Yeah, because when you're an assistant coach, you're still young and you're pretty close in age to the the athletes that you're working with. So you relate a lot more, you know, and they, they're just excited to talk to you because you just played your four years and you just, you know, you just did all this stuff and <clears throat> excuse me. So they're just, they're, they're more inclined to kind of be a little bit more friendlier with you and just trying to mm-hmm. really listen and take in all your insight. But then when you become, you know, the boss, the head coach, they kind of look at you differently and your relationships change with your student athletes in a good way, but in a way as in kind of more of like a, you know, they're a little bit more like mom and dad, like they, they don't want to mm-hmm. upset you. They don't want to, they don't want you to, think bad of them or anything like that. So your whole relationship dynamic changes with your student athletes once you go from an assistant coach to a head coach. Yeah. Thanks for sharing yeah, that. I, I really like that insight you have there. Yeah. I would love to talk kind of more about your travel experience. We are a travel company. So I always love to hear, I mean, I know you played a little bit of volleyball in Croatia. Do you have any other memorable mm-hmm. travel experiences you could share with us? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with volleyball and sports in general, they take you everywhere. You, you play all over the country and 
I think the most memorable one was when I was with USA and we went over and trained in um, Portanone, Italy, and then we played in Pula, Croatia. That was because that was my first time going over there to Europe and seeing, you know, their culture and how they do things and learning their language. And that was just an awesome experience because even from the food, I mean, it was just, it was so hard for me to order food, you know, over there. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, I was young. I was, you know, 20 years old when I was over there. And it was one of those things where it's very eye-opening and you realize there's a bigger world out there than just the state of Texas or just the United States. Right. And it's, it's, it's so awesome. And I love having kids, um, you know, playing for me that are from all over as well. And it's just this with recruiting and with playing, um, volleyball growing up, it, it does, it takes you all over. So, I mean, I, I can't think of a state that I've never actually been to, um, whether I've flown in there for a day or spent, you know, three mm-hmm. weeks there, I, you know, I've been all over and I'm very thankful for that because when you're growing up and you stay in the same city or state for your whole life, you think, oh, this is it. Only San Antonio, Texas is the, is what, what what's out there. And then you go to travel over the world. It's, it's so eye opening and it's so amazing um, being able to see and experience all the food and the culture and how people communicate or, um, you know, but that definitely going over with Team USA was the best thing going over to Croatia and Italy because you're doing what you love, but then yet you're playing as other, you know, athletes that are trained completely different than you. And, you know, they, they, um, they play the game differently. And it, it's so much fun to learn that and see that side of it. Um, but I do love that um, volleyball has taken me all over the world and with recruiting and with coaching um, and also playing, it's been, it's been amazing to just see um, what's all out there. Yeah, for sure. Have you actually been back to Croatia since you've played? I have not. And I would love to, Um, I have not been back over. I have not been back over to Europe since I left. Um, And it's definitely something that, you know, is on the bucket list to go back to and visit or even just go coach over there and recruit um, you know, it's, it's something that I would love to do again. Yeah. I actually went to Croatia last year and I loved it. I wasn't expecting to love it so much, but I was like, man, I want to move there. It is beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what is one thing that no one knows about you that you could share with us? One thing that no one knows about me. Um, I would have to say is that probably I do have, um, some anchors and screws in both my shoulders, which is the craziest thing because I wasn't even an attacker or a hitter in volleyball. Yeah, I was a setter. you were a setter, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's funny to think that I have, you know, why would I have such horrible shoulders? But for some reason, I have, um, I had that had the worst luck growing up and with volleyball injuries with my shoulders. So I have anchors and screws in both of my shoulders, um, you know. And I think my biggest fear in it overall in life is storms. I can't the weather scares me more than anything on this planet. I just, the weather and storms and, you know, things that can just are so unpredictable, like hurricanes and tornadoes and things like that. I mean, that's one of honestly my biggest fears is uh, the weather. And I, cause it's just so unpredictable to me and dangerous mm-hmm. and people don't take it seriously. And I get so worked up, whatever, you know, when I lived in Florida for seven years, it was, it was crazy because, you know, there's hurricanes you know, every year into Floridians, yeah. it's just, well, this is normal. And to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to prepare for the worst. And I'm filling the bathtub with water and I'm buying all the bread and water at the store, you know, and yep. then nothing happens. So, but yeah, that's one thing that I don't think a lot of people know about me that um, I'm very confident, very, very outgoing, you know, very straight to the point, but that's one thing that actually terrifies me more than anything uh, is the weather. And that's kind of weird. I know, but that's definitely something I don't think a lot of people know about me. 
Thanks for sharing that. I think it's a valid point. I mean, yeah. it's so unpredictable. Like you said, you never know. I mean, the other day we just got the biggest snowstorm we've had for a couple of weeks and school got oh canceled. God. Like we were basically snowed in. So. Oh, wow. And it's just, again, you didn't know. I mean, you probably knew the yeah. day before or maybe a couple of days, but other than that, it's just, it is, it's unpredictable. Yep. Totally. If you were an athlete wanting to play for a team in a college setting, what would your advice be? For young athletes is, I really do think it's super important for young athletes to really get to know the university that they're looking to attend to, um, the coaching staff they're looking to play for. Um, and I always tell my recruits when they're on campus, you know, what would you do if, God forbid, volleyball was taken away from you? If you got injured or something and you couldn't play anymore, would you still, could you still see yourself at that university? And if the answer is no, then I don't think that's the right university for them. Um, I think for you got to make sure you're looking for the so key components. Is it a family atmosphere? Do you feel like it's a home away from home? Do you think you can reach your potential and beyond and get better as a student athlete and time managed, you know, all that good stuff. But I think a lot of kids get overlooked the, the aspect of, do I think I can play for that coach? Do I know that coach well enough? Um, do I trust that coach? And on that coaching staff, but also is the university, you know, is what I need for academics and for athletics, you know, and making sure that they really understand that if, if your sport was taken away from you, could you still see yourself going to school there every single day and showing up and being the best version of yourself, you know, in the classroom and with internships and setting yourself up still for a future, even though maybe the sport that you love was taken away from you. I love that because you're so right. You know, you never know what can happen. And if volleyball was taken away like it still has to be a good fit for you you know you're, you're basically living there for the next four years so right sure exactly it's a home it. away from home yeah yeah and it's yeah. for your building relationships and you know you know you just want to make sure it's somewhere where you can thrive in and keep an open mind and you know keep getting better and becoming successful in whatever you do okay just as our last question to kind of wrap it up um what's your next okay. adventure whether it's with your season coming up or your team or if you're traveling anywhere where what's your next adventure well actually i'm traveling to kansas city missouri um next weekend to go recruiting and i'm actually probably every month for the next four months i'm probably traveling to a different state every two weekends so oh, wow. we're recruiting right now so we're in recruiting season so with recruiting us college coaches know like you know your your weekends are gone which is fine because you, you you're on the road you're doing what you love you're you're recruiting kids that you excuse me that you know want to be here and so, yeah, that's my next adventure right now is just training my kids in the, in the gym right now during the week. And then on the weekends, I'm on the road recruiting future Cardinals. And you've said mm -hmm. you're leaving next weekend. That's your first kind of trip coming up. Yeah, we're allowed to start recruiting. We have like these um, in recruiting with uh, Division One um, with the NCAA rules. We have like dead periods and quiet periods. Yeah. So they give us a little bit of downtime where we're not allowed to go out recruiting um, in our quiet period list. Um, the day after Valentine's Day. So the day after that, I'm able to hit the road and start recruiting and going, um, me and my staff can start recruiting all over and going to the big club tournaments that we want to watch um, some kids at. Cool. Well, yeah. good luck with that. And thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we're so happy that we were able to talk to you and we wish you the best of luck and the UIW team next year. Well, thank you so much. Tony. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and I really, um, I wish you guys the best. Yeah, we wish you the best too. Thanks so much, Sam.
Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.